الحمد لله رب العالمين له الحمد الحسن والثناء الجميل وشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وشهد أن سيدنا ونبينا محمد صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه والتابعين لهم بإحسان إلى يوم الدين أما بعد إن شاء الله تعالى today we're going to carry on the kitab القصيدة الهائية في الترغيب في الزهد والترغيب والترهيب by حافظ الحكمي رحمه الله تعالى نعم the author رحمه الله here he goes into the أعظم نعيم لأهل الجنة the greatest blessing that the people of Jannah are going to receive and that is النظر إلى وجه الله الكريم they're going to be honored to see the face of Allah سبحانه وتعالى and it is the ziyadah that was mentioned in the ayah لِلَّذِينَ أَحْسَنُوا الْحُسْنَى وَزِيَادَةِ The ziyadah mentioned in the ayah, the ziyadah is the seeing of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala يَوْمُ الْقِيَامَةِ The author says, وَإِنَّ لَهُمْ يَوْمَ الْمَزِيدِ لَمَوْعِدًا They have, it is for them, يَوْمَ الْمَزِيدِ لَمَوْعِدًا For them is, the day of Al-Mazid. That day they have a promise. Yawmul Mazid is referring to Yawmul Jumu'ah. It's referring to a Friday, the day of Friday. Allah is going to honor the people of Jannah that day on Friday um, by allowing them to see Him subhanahu wa ta'ala. As it was transmitted from our Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam when he said that Jibreel said, وَنَحْنُ نَدْعُوهُ فِي الْآخِرَةِ يَوْمَ الْمَزِيدِ We are going to call them you know, the day of judgment on the day of Mazid. The slave is going to be called. The Prophet also said فَلَيْسُوا هُمْ فِي الْجَنَّةِ بِأَشْوَقَ إِلَى شَيْءٍ مِّنْهُمْ إِلَى يَوْمِ الْجُمُعَةِ The people of Jannah, there is no, no, within Jannah, there is no day that they cannot really wait for better than the Friday. لِيَزْدَادُوا مِنْهُ كَرَامَةِ So Allah can increase them in honor. وَلِيَزْدَادُوا نَظَرًا إِلَى وَجْهِهِ And that they can increase in seeing their Lord, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And knowing who Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is. زِيَادَةَ زُلْفَى They gain from all of this. Is seeing who? زِيَادَة In honor. In status, above and beyond the blessing that they currently have, which is Jannah. Jannah itself is mimma la'aynun ra'at, wala udhunun sami'at, wala khatara ala qalbi bashar. That's already Jannah. فَيُكْرَمُهُمْ زِيَادَةً They are going to be honored with more than that. And that is by seeing their Lord, Allah subhanahu, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's why the ayah says, لِلَّذِينَ أَحْسَنُوا الْحُسْنَى وَزِيَادَةً Ziyada meaning add on to what they already have. Ziyada, more. And what they have is not little. And they're baffled and taken back. It's nothing they've ever thought of in their life. There's nothing they could have ever perceived Jannah to be. Um, but on top of that, they are honored to see Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that they were worshipping all, all of their life. So he says, the poet he says, 
wa inna lahum yawmal mazid ila maw'idan the imam he says they will have the day of mazid for an appointment an increase in seeing allah as a nearness to allah which other than them will not attain ghayruhum la yanaluha other than them will not attain that seeing of allah the seeing is a sign of what ziyadat zulfa and nearness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This shows that they are close to Him subhanahu wa ta'ala. The rest of the other creations are going to be prevented from it, the disbelievers. The believers are only going to be honored with this. The disbelievers are not going to see Him. That's what Allah said in the ayah. Verily, these people, seeing their Lord Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they will be prevented from it. Ahlul Iman, they are promised that they're going to see Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Whereas the disbelievers, they're not going to see Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's why the Prophet said in a hadith, إِنَّكُمْ سَتَرَوْنَ رَبَّكُمْ Believers, Ahlul Iman, إِنَّكُمْ سَتَرَوْنَ رَبَّكُمْ You're going to see your Lord. كَمَا تَرَوْنَ هَذَا الْقَمَرَ The way that you see that moon. لَا تُضَامُونَ فِي رُؤْيَتِهِ The way that nothing is in between you, like how clear it is to you and how you can see it, how visible it is to you. فَإِنِ اسْتَطَعْتُمْ أَلَّا تُغْلَبُوا عَلَى صَلَاةِ قَبْلَ طُلُوعِ الشَّمْسِ وَصَلَاةِ قَبْلَ غُرُوبِ الشَّمْسِ فَفْعَلُوا This hadith, the point that concerns us is إِنَّكُمْ سَتَرَوْنَ رَبَّكُمْ كَمَا تَرَوْنَ هَذَا الْقَمَرِ Believers, you are going to see Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the way that you see that moon. The way that that moon is clear. The author then says, وُجُوهٌ أي the faces of the people of Iman they are got nawadhiru here means bi'absariha with their eyes they're going to see Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the author is taking that from the ayah that day they're going to be faces that day are going to be glowing and they're going to be looking at their Lord, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The first one, وجوه يومئذ الناظرة, with a dad. It is من النضلتي. It means الحسن والبهاء. It means beautiful face. They are shining, they're glowing. إلى ربها ناظرة. And they're going to look at their Lord. أي بأبصارها. With their eyes, they're going to look at their Lord. Not in their heart, but with their eyes. Imam Hassan al-Basri, he said, وَحُقَّ لَهَا أَن تَنْظُرَ وَهِيَ تَنْظُرُ إِلَى الْخَالِقِ Look at the powerful quote of Imam Hassan al-Basri. He said, وَحُقَّ لَهَا They have every right, these people. أَن تَنْظُرَ بِالْضَادِ That their faces glow. وَهِيَ تَنْظُرُ إِلَى الْخَالِقِ While it's looking at its Lord. And the faces has every right to glow if it's going to be looking at Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The author then says, Rahimahullah, um, how many eyes? He says, how many eyes became wet with tears for this reason? How many people cried and became emotional in this dunya because of this reason itself? To meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Ibn Qayyim Rahimahullah, he mentions in Izad al-Ma'ad, when he spoke about anwa'ul buka, the types of crying. 
the types of crying. He mentioned, Rahimahullah, six ways, six cryings. There are six types of crying. The first one he called it Buka'ur Rahma, Warriqa, the mercy and the softness of the heart. The second one is Buka'ul Khawfi Wal Khashya. The second type of crying is the crying of fear when the person is scared. The third one is Buka'ul Mahabba, Washawq, is the, ta- the crying of love and admiration. The fourth type of crying is called Buka'ul Farahi Wasurur, the ta- crying of happiness and joy. The fifth one he said Buka'ul Jaza'i, Min Wurudil Mu'lami, Mu'limi, Wa Adam Ihtimalihim. The fifth one is the crying of pain that you're going through. The crying of pain and suffering. And the last one is Buka'ul Huzni, the crying of grief and depression and anxiety and sadness. He said those are the six types of crying. Ibn al-Qayyim rahimahullah. So one of those cryings are what? Buka'ul Mahabbati wa shawq the love that they had for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's what the author is referring to here. How many eyes became wet with tears for this reason. Yani happiness and joy to be able to meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that day. Ishtaqat qulubuhum. Their heart desire this moment. Watahat nufusuhum. And their souls just live for this reason. There is nothing else they have. Their tama', their raja, their hope, their hope, their desire, their want is only this. وَأَكْثَرُوا مِن دُعَائِهِمْ And they increased in their dua fi dunya in this world. And يُكْرِمَهُمْ رَبُّهُمْ That Allah honors them بِهَذَا النَّظَرْ وَأَكْثَرُوا They increased in مِن دُعَائِهِمْ In their dua and yukrimahum rabbuhum that Allah honors them subhanahu wa ta'ala bihadha nadar to see him subhanahu wa ta'ala and this is their dua that they took from their prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam which is what وَأَسْأَلُكَ لَذَّةَ النَّظَرِ إِلَى وَجْهِكَ Oh Allah I ask you to give us the joy of seeing your face وَالشَّوْقِ إِلَى لِقَائِكَ and the desire to want to meet you فِي غَيْرِ ضَرَّاءِ مُضِرَّةِ we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that He allows us to see Him Yawmul Qiyamah and He allows us to meet Him Yawmul Qiyamah without any harm. And no fitna that misguides us. That's why we, that's how we want to meet Him subhanahu wa ta'ala. The author says, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he tajalla lahumur rabb allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he will appear with um, allah will appear with the greetings of peace tajalla lahur rabbu arrahimu musalliman allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he will appear in front of them subhanahu wa ta'ala Rahim, the most merciful, subhanahu wa ta'ala, Musalliman, he will um, appear in front of them, greeting them. The word at it means 
when you completely become apparent, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will become apparent for them that day. The author, rahimahullah, he used the word ar-rahim because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is merciful to the believers. He's merciful to the slaves. Subhanahu wa ta'ala, musalliman, Allah tabarak wa ta'ala, he is um, giving them greetings. And the author got this from the ayah, salamun min qawli, salamun, salamun min qawli rabbi rahim He said, salam, Mm-hmm. They will have a greeting from their Lord Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He will greet them subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's where the author Allah, got all those three from, which is Allah is going to show himself to them subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this is that they're going to be seeing their Lord that day. That's one. And Allah is merciful to them, subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَكَانَ بِالْمُؤْمِنِينَ رَحِيمًا And also, He's going to greet them, subhanahu wa ta'ala. سَلَامٌ قَوْلًا مِّنْ رَبِّ الرَّحِيمٌ the Greeting from their Lord, Allah Azza wa Jalla. فَيَزْدَادُ مِنْ ذَاكَ التَّجَلِّ جَمَالُهَا And from that, um, they will increase in beauty due to the parents. Due to the appearance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and Allah, them seeing Allah, they're going to increase in beauty and how they look. And the author, rahimahullah, he got this from a famous hadith in Sahih Muslim. Where Anas ibn Malik, and he said, Inna fil jannati lasuqa. There's a market in Jannah. Ya'tunaha kulla jum'ah. The people are going to come to this jann, this guard, this, uh, they're going to come to this market every Friday. فَتَهُبُّ الْرِيحَ الشِّمَالِ The wind of the shimal will come فَتَحْتُوا فِي وُجُوهِهِمْ وَثِيَابِهِمْ And it will go over their clothing and their faces. فَيَزْدَادُونَ حَسَنًا وَجَمَالًا And they will increase in beauty. فَيَرْجِعُونَ إِلَىٰ أَهْلِيهِمْ They go back to their families. وَقَدِ ازْدَادُوا حُسْنًا وَجَمَالًا And they've increased in beauty and in appearance. فَيَقُولُ لَهُمْ أَهْلُوهُمْ and their families say to them, Wallahi, laqad izdadtum. Wallahi, laqad izdadtum. Wallahi, you have increased in what? Ba'dana husnan wa jamala. Wallahi, you guys have only increased in beauty and appearance since you left us. Fayaquluna, they would say, Wa antum, wallahi, even you guys, laqad izdadtum ba'dana husnan wa jamala. And even you guys have increased in beauty and appearance. That is what the people of Jannah are going to get. وَلِذَلِكَ شَيْخُ الْإِسْلَامِ بِنُ تَيْمِهِ He said, يَجُوزُ أَنْ يَكُونَ هَذَا الْحَدِيثُ مُخْتَصَرًا مِنْ بَقِيَةِ الْأَحَدِيثِ بِأَنَّ سَبَبَ الْإِزْدِيَادَةِ رُؤْيَةُ اللَّهِ تَعَالَى مَعَ مَقْتَرَنَ بِهَا Ibn Taymiyyah, he took from this hadith, he said it's permissible that this hadith is a summary from the other remaining ahadiths, which is the reason why they increase in beauty and appearance is the seeing of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And all the other things that are also connected to it. Because on Friday, that's the day they see Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And so that's the day where they increase in beauty by seeing Him subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that ayah, or the line of the author, rahimahullah, or even the hadith, and the statement of Shaykh al-Islam Taymiyyah, what supports it is, that the faces will glow that day. To its, to its Lord it will be looking. So it tells that the face will be glowing. 
And some scholars, they took from that the face here doesn't just mean the face here. It means the whole entire body. Because the Arab sometimes refers to the face as the entire body. Um, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also hadith Sahih Muslim. In hadith Suhaibin, that the Prophet ﷺ, he says, إِذَا دَخَلَ أَهْلُ الْجَنَّةِ الْجَنَّةِ If the people of Jannah enter Jannah, يَقُولُ اللَّهُ تَبَارَكَ وَتَعَالَى Allah will say, تُرِيدُونَ شَيْئًا أَزْيَدُكُمْ Allah Tabarak wa Ta'ala will say to them, Do you want anything for me to increase it in for you? Yani, do you want anything more that I, you want me to do for you? Allah is saying this to them. Do you want me to add anything onto the blessings that you already have? فَيَقُولُونَ They say, أَلَمْ تُبَيِّضُ وُجُوهَنَا Oh Allah, did you not make our faces glow? أَلَمْ تُدْخِلْنَا الْجَنَّةِ Did you not enter us into Jannah? وَتُنْجِينَا مِنَ النَّارِ And did you not save us from the hellfire? فَيَكْشِفُ الْحِجَابِ and then Allah Taala He unveils Himself, He removes the curtain between or the, the veil between them and Him. فما أعطوا شيئاً حب إليه من النظر إلى ربهم عز وجل. There is nothing that has been given to them better than seeing their Lord Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. ثم تلا هذه الآية. Then the Messenger recited the ayah. للذين أحسنوا الحسن وزيادة. He recited the ayah. نعم. The author رحمه الله he now describes the description of Jannah all in accordance to مَا دَلَّتْ عَلَيْهِ النُّصُوصِ وَجَاءَتْ بِهِ الْأَدِلَّةِ He now goes into the description of Jannah and how it looks based on the Qur'an and the, and the Sunnah. He mentions it. He starts by saying, بِمَقْعَدِ صِدْقٍ حَبَّذَ الْجَارُ رَبُّهُمْ In a seat of truth in paradise near their Lord Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala They are going to be sitting the people of Jannah they will be sitting in a seat of truth in paradise near their Lord Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala That is why Allah says in the Quran إِنَّ الْمُتَّقِينَ فِي جَنَّاتٍ فِي مَقَعْدِ صِدْقٍ عِنْدَ مَلِيكٍ مُقْتَدِرٍ The muttaqeen are fi jannati wanahar. They are in jannah with rivers that flow. فِي مَقَعْدِ صِدْقٍ They are in a seat of truth. عِنْدَ مَلِيكٍ مُقْتَدِرٍ Near their Lord, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's where they're going to be. The author then says, حَبَّذَ الْجَارُ رَبُّهُمْ Who is there? Who are they near? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the evidence that the author, rahimahullah, he said is, إِذْ قَالَتْ رَبِّ بِإِنِ لِي عِنْدَكَ بَيْتًا فِي الْجَنَّةِ she said, Imra'atu Fir'aun, Asiya, Bintu Muzahim. The dua that she made was that she said, it qalat when she said, Rabbi binili, my Lord, build for me a house indaka next to you. Ibnili indaka, next to you, O oh Allah, make for me, baitan a house, fil jannah in jannah. That's the dua that she made. She chose in her dua, Imra'atu Fir'aun, ikhtarat fi du'aiha. She asked in her dua, 
they say. She asked her neighbor before she asked for the house. She chose her neighbor. Who does she want to be next to her before she chose the house? And from this the scholars they take the importance of the neighbor. The house is no, no value for you. How beautiful it looks if you have very uh, scary neighbors. You're scared of those neighbors, what they're going to do to you. But you might even have a, a, a bad house, but because of the neighbors, sometimes you just want to stay in that neighborhood. Because of the neighbors and the people you have around you. So she chose, in her dua, she chose her neighbor, who she wants to be next to her, before she chose Jannah. And what you have to understand here, my sisters and my brothers, is that who was her neighbor that she used to be next to? Asiya. Who was the individual that she used to sleep with and, and live with? And who was her partner? It was Fir'aun. An evil person. A man who claimed that he is ilah. When she took Islam, she surrendered to Allah. She became a Muslim. Her mind and her heart changed. She no longer had desires for the dunya. Her heart did, there's nothing of the dunya that she had. She saw the hereafter, she saw the other side. Her husband, or the man that she's with, Fir'aun, has reached the highest level in the world. He's the most feared person, he's the most an obeyed person and he has claimed and he's convinced his people that he is ilah he says alaysa li mulku misra wa hadhihi al-anhar tajri min tahti is not egypt am i not the one who owns egypt alaysa li mulku misra wa hadhihi al-anhar and these rivers that flow are mine that's what he said to his people he said ana rabbukum al-a'la i am the supreme lord he said to them, "Ma'alimtu lakum min ilahin ghairi. I have, I don't know any ilah for you guys other than me." His people they feared him. فَاسْتَخَفَّ قَوْمَهُ فَأَطَاعُوهُ إِنَّهُمْ كَانُوا قَوْمًا فَاسِقِينَ. He terrorized the people. He put fear in their hearts. He scared them, and they obeyed him. That's the husband she has. She could just live with him, stay with him, but her iman made her see him nothing, no fear of him. She doesn't fear him at all. She doesn't want this dunya from him. Whose heart, where is her heart connected to? Her heart is connected to Yawmul Qiyamah. Her heart is connected to Akhirah. She's looking at Jannah. They're killing her. This was when they were killing her. And she was looking at, and she was making that dua. And then they said she became crazy. She became crazy, that's what they said. That's the dua she made. It qalat fil Jannah. Oh Allah, I want to be next to you in Jannah. She chose Allah to be next to her, subhanahu wa ta'ala, before she even chose Jannah. Because for her, she already understood that being close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is even better than Jannah. Seeing Allah azza wa jalla is better than Jannah, or greater than Jannah. And Jannah is not something very little. That's the difference between a people's heart, who's con- their hearts are connected to the dunya, and a people's hearts connected to akhirah. She's leaving the whole entire dunya, she's turning her back on it. And she's turning her heart to the liqa of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and Allah azza wa jalla. The author then says, These people are going to receive a place of eternal abode, eternity. Yani that place in Jannah is never going to end. It's abad al-abad. 
It is Na'imul Jannah. La yahulu wa la yazul. It doesn't remove and it doesn't go. Wa la yanqati'. Wa la yafna. No, it was safe forever. Lam yakhafu zawalaha. He said, they are not scared and they are not fearing its demise. The people of Jannah are not scared that the Jannah is going to demise and go and perish. No. They're happy, alhamdulillah. The fruits that are in Jannah and the food that are in Jannah, it's that which is sweet and nice. And from the beautiful things and the fruits of Jannah, it's things that eyes have never seen. nas, the people's eyes have never seen this. Your eyes haven't seen these fruits. Your eyes have not seen these fruits, let alone your, st- your stomach to ever taste something like this. Ah. That's why Allah said in the ayah, وَفِيهَا مَا تَشْتَهِيهِ الْأَنفُسِ In Jannah, is what they are left wants, anything they want. وَفِيَا مَا تَشْتَهِيهِ الْأَنفُسُ وَتَلَذُّ الْأَعْيُنِ And whatever their eyes enjoy. And also, وَأَنْتُمْ فِيَا خَالِدُونَ And you'll stay in Jannah forever. Whatever their nafs wants, they will get it. Whatever joy that brings to their eyes, they will have it. Whatever it is, it's going to be forever. All of this is forever. It's never going to end. Then the author, rahimahullah, he says, The rivers, they flow in between Jannah. As Allah said in the Quran, Rivers are flowing. Look at the world today. Look at the UAE. When, it, because it's a desert, they have to make a river. They have, a, they have to make a corniche. They have to make a little sea. They make it because they need it. It's the importance of water. It's very important. <laughs> These people, Tajiri min al anhar. Jannah, the river the sea, that flows. It's spring from its mists. These are not salty water. It's water you can drink pure, cleansed, filtered, cleaned. It doesn't have to go to a, 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 a factory or, and then they sift it and they check out it and take out all the chemicals and chemicals, are, none of that. It's pure. You drink it. You feel it. And he mentions... That these people, their river or their Jannah, they are ala sururin. The word surur, it means <coughs> they are upon thrones. Those thrones are woven with gold and precious stones. Then it's couches for them. That's what Allah said in the ayah. Ala asururim mawdunah Muttaki'ina alayha mutakabilin These people, they're upon thrones. These thrones that they're sitting on are woven from, they're made from gold, precious stones. 
This is their couches where they lie on and they sit on. This is where they meet their people, their friends, and this is the life that they're living. And the author, he took that from um, Allah Ta'ala, he says in the ayah, they are leaning on, they are leaning on, Furush, يعني, their chairs and their thrones. It's made from what? Gold and precious stones. Imagine, brothers and sisters, what you have there. And you're going to choose this dunya over it? He says, the author, rahimahullah, he says, the, the Jannah, the thrones, the, the stones that it's made out of their thrones, the, it's lining our silk. It's made out of silk. And the author says, What do you think? What is your opinion regarding all of this? The, the, what they have there. The author took this from Abdullah ibn Mas'ud and Abu Huraira. Abdullah ibn Mas'ud and Abu Huraira, they said, You have been told about the lining, uh, linings of their thrones and is our silk brocade. This is the what you have been told here, it is apparent appearance. This is all the apparent appearance. That's what you've been told. What about that which is not apparent, that you haven't been told? Abdullah ibn Mas'ud used to say that Abu Huraira. These are the things that are from the out. What about the inside? The inside when you go into Jannah and you look at it deeply. What about that? What do you think? What do you think it's going to be? La muntaha li jamaliha. The author explained it to you. He said, there is no end to its apparent beauty, Jannah. That's why Allah said, فَلَا تَعْلَمُ نَفْسٌ مَا أُخْفِيَ لَهُمْ مِنْ قُرَّةِ عَيُونِ No eyes knows what is prepared for them. Allah, no one knows. That's why the Prophet ﷺ said in a hadith uh, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, أَعْدَدْتُ لِلْعِبَادِيَةِ I prepared for my slaves. الصَّالِحِينَ The righteous slaves. مَا لَا عَيْنُ الرَّعَةِ That which eyes have never seen. وَلَا أُذُنُ سَمِعَةً And ears have never heard of. وَلَا خَطَرَ عَلَى قَلْبِ بَشَرِ And it has never come to the heart of any individual. So it's always beyond and above what you and I might even think to ourselves, Jannah might look like. Inshallah ta'ala, I'm going to carry on after the Salah bi al-Kareem. Jazakumullah khairan for listening. The author, rahimahullah, Shaykh Hafid al-Hakami, rahimahullah, after he mentioned the um, first type of people, فَإِن تَكُوا مِنْ أَهْلِ السَّعَادَةِ He mentioned the people of happiness, the people of righteousness. He mentioned for them um, their description and their situation and that which Allah prepared for them subhanahu wa ta'ala in Jannah. Now he's going to go into the second group of people. And he's starting from here. وَإِن تَكُوا الْأُخْرَى So when you, hear, when you see where it says وَإِن تَكُوا الْأُخْرَى He first mentioned فَإِن تَكُوا مِنْ أَهْلِ السَّعَادَةِ If you are from the people of happiness. He mentioned it there. And all of this time we spoke about the people of 
Iman and the people of Taqwa and where they're going to be and how they're going to be. Now he's going to go into the Al-Qismuthani, the second type of people. And they are the people of destruction. So he says, if you are from the soul of the other, yeah, and if you're from the second group, um, the people of misery, uh, these are the people of Shakawa and Khasara, they're the people of misery, then woe and failure is for these people. For wailun wa hasaratun. The word wail in the Arabic language, wailun, it means al-halak. Yani destruction, woe be to these people. Al-Khizyu. Some scholars say Adab. And some even said Wadin fi Jahannam. It's a valley in Jahannam. The word wail has come in the Quran. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he says, Woe be to those. The people disbelieved, woe be to them, Yomul uh, Qiyamah. Allah also says, Woe be to the mutafifin. Who are they? They have double standards. When they scale for themselves, they have a different scale they use. But when they scale for other people, they have a different scaling machine for them. That's the mutafif. Also, there's another wail, which is Woe be to the humaza and the lumaza. Who are they? Alladhi wailun likulli humazati lumaza. Alladhi jama'a ma'alan wa'addada. Yahsabu anna ma'alahu akhlada. Kalla layunbadhanna fil hutama. He collects his money. He gathers it together. He brings it together. Thinking that it's going to remain forever. So the author here said, Woe be to those people, the people of misery, the people of misery. And failure, the word hasra is failure, it's regret. It is when a person regrets a time that went by that they didn't benefit from. That's why Allah wa Ta'ala He said, Warn them, Muhammad, of a day of regret. A day of failure where you're going to feel your failure and your regret. It's gonna, you're going to feel it. You're going to be like, uh, I wish I didn't do this. I wish I never said this. I, ne- I wish I never acted in this way. That's why it's called Yawmul Hasra. From the names of Yawmul Qiyamah is Yawmul Hasra. It's the day of, it's the day Yatahasaruna. That day won't benefit them. They will cry even. They will say, They say, Oh Allah, take me back. I want to do good actions. I wish I could just... Pray one more rak'ah. I just wish I can give sadaqah. I wish I could say kalimatun tayyibah. Ya Rabbi, take me back to the dunya. Ya Rabbi, take me to the dunya. So I can do this. Subhanallah. The other day, the importance of social media and the way it works, everything we say, we don't know that it's been written. We're going to be accounted for it. We're going to be questioned yawmul qiyamah. And we're going to be accounted for everything we say, everything we write, every honey. It's written, unless you repent now, this moment. SubhanAllah, the other day, I came across 
Muawiyah radiallahu anhu when he took over Sham and he became the leader for the matters was in his hands. Muawiyah radiallahu ta'ala anhu. Muawiyah gave a khutbah to the people. He said to the people, today I am your leader, I am in charge. If anyone believes that they are fit for this role and are um, that this role is theirs, then let, let them get up. And if you don't, then be quiet and know that you're not fit for this role and this role is not yours. Muawiyah spoke slightly harsh. Abdullah ibn Umar was sitting there. Radiallahu ta'ala anhu. He was sitting there. Though he listened to the khutbah of Muawiyah radiallahu anhu. Muawiyah said. Muawiyah said basically to the people, none of you are fit for this role. None of you are able to run this. Basically, it's leave it for me. Abdullah ibn Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu. He was sitting there. He said, I, because the sahabas when they used to sit down, they used to tie a rope on their legs. To, you know, that's their f- way to sit. And sometimes you see elderly people do that today, where they take their, their imama off and then they tie it around their back to their legs in order to sit, to help them sit. So, uh, Abdullah ibn Umar said, I felt like untying my rope from my, li- from my knee and standing up and saying to him, Amongst the people are those who brought you and your father into Islam, yani the day of Uhud. Muawiyah wasn't a Muslim, and nor was uh, uh, Muawiyah wasn't a Muslim, nor was his father Abu Sufyan. So the people who fought with you and your father to Islam, يعني, to bring you to Tawheed and Islam, are present, يعني, they're here. Then Abdullah ibn Umar said, but I didn't say that. I just kept quiet and I left it. The narrator, he said that, it was said to Ibn Umar, وفقته, you were guided to that which is good. يعني, Abdullah ibn Umar, he said, I didn't say that statement because I knew if I did say that, it would cause havoc and it would cause fitan, it would cause qalaqil, it would cause problems. So I chose not to speak those words. And look at the Sahabas, whether they thought that what they was, whether they thought it was right or not, they thought, they pondered, they contemplated. They didn't want to regret Yawmul Qiyamah. Why did I say this? Why did I cause this? Why did I? They didn't. Radiallahu anhum. He said, I went quiet. I left it. And I didn't respond to it. That issue. Now we look at the world today the way that people are. Like there's no Yomul Hasa, the day of regret, when you're going to regret everything you said and everything you did, you're going to regret it. We don't care about it. We say everything because we can say it. Because we can say, it. no problem. I have to say it. I, I want to say it. I feel like saying it. Um, but remember, everything's going to be turned into um, the day of judgment, it's going to be turned into either good deeds or bad deeds. So think about it today. Where, uh, what you're going to say, how many people are you going to guide with your statement? How many statements, what, st- what statement can you say that could cause fitna, a great fitna that Mallahu bihi alim? Only Allah knows what, what can come out of it. Okay? So may Allah forgive us for our shortcomings. He goes, for these people, they, the, regret, the regret that they're going to have on top of that is Jahannam is going to be for them The word nakal It means uquba, punishment يعني, The hellfire How severe its, its consequences يعني, Jahannam is going to be their final abode Now the author rahimahullah, is going to explain to us what Jahannam is like He's going to go into some examples of the 
the evil severity of Jahannam. He said, Lahum tahtahum minha mihadun wa fawqahum gawashin. He said, um, underneath them a bed of fire, and above them a covering of fire and a shadow of smoke, evil in its uh, shade. Lahum tahtahum minha mihadun wa fawqahum gawash. And he got this from the ayah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala where he said, Allah says in the Quran, <coughs> In them, for them, in Jahannam is a mihad. Mihad is a firash, a place where you lie on. Okay? That's what they, underneath them is going to be Jahannam. And on top of them um, and covering them is a shadow of smoke. Naam. He then says. <coughs> Yani here is going to be the smoke that's going to be sa'adhilaluha. Smoke that's going to um, it's going to be covering them. And also a shadow of smoke, he says. Ashabu shimali ma ashabu shimal, like the ayah. Fi samumin wa hamim. Wa dhillim mi yahmum. La baridin wa la karim. He took it from there. The shade that they're going to be using that day is um, smoke. Their food is ghislin. What they're going to be eating is ghislin. Ghislin is the filth from the washing of wounds. The pus that comes from the people and their, the waste that comes from them when they burn, that's what they're going to be eating. Allah says in the ayah, That day, they do not have hamim, someone who's caring for them, someone who loves them. And, no, but nah, they don't have none of that. And they have no other food except the ghislin. And ghislin is the uh, filth from the washing of wounds of the people of Jahannam. And then he mentions, along with its boiling hot water, their stomach will be cut as a result of it. And when they drink it, they get thirsty. They ask for water. They will be given hot burning lava. Hot burning lava, they will be told to drink it. They drink it and then it cuts their stomach. It doesn't even stay in their body. It burns them. That's why Allah said in the ayah, They're going to drink that water and it's going to cut their stomach. And then the author, rahimahullah, he concluded by mentioning the situation of the disbelievers. 
um, he mentioned four things. He mentioned four things, and this is for the disbelievers only, these four things. Which is the first one. Amaniyum fi halak. They are going to be wishing in the hellfire to be destroyed and they will not have it. That's why the ayah says, They will call unto the angel Malik. May Allah just give us a final conclusion on this issue. It's just ongoing. We want an ending to this. Then he will say to them, You'll stay here forever. You're from the people who are going to remain forever. Allah also said, Subhanahu wa ta'ala, the disbeliever will say, I, I wish I was just dust that day. So that day, they will hope for destruction. They will wish destruction comes their way. And they will call unto the angel Malik. Can your Lord bring a final conclusion to all of our problems, our suffering, our pain? You are going to remain here forever. You will never end. You can ask for as much as you want. It will never stop. It will carry on. You're not going to die. The disbeliever that they will speak and they will cry and weep. I wish I was dust. Just I didn't have purpose. Those are not the people. Those are not the people you want to be like today. Don't follow those people. What waits for them on the other side is not good. Wallahi. However, they amaze you today. Their eloquency and the way that they talk and then the way they present themselves. Don't let that fool you. Their statements, don't let that fool you. When you see their body and their physique and the way they look, it fascinates you, Allah says. But when you listen to their statements and their words, يَحْسَبُونَ كُلَّ صَيْحَةٍ عَلَيْهِمْ هُمُ الْعَدُوُّ فَاحْذَرُهُمْ قَاتَلَهُمُ اللَّهِ Everything that's said, they think it's targeted at them. One of the signs of the munafiqeen and the disbelievers is that whenever something is said, they think, are you, trying to, are you, talk, are you indirectly saying it to me? They think everyone's speaking about them. Everyone is... Indirecting them, that's what they think. Allah Ta'ala said, قَاتَلَهُمُ اللَّهُ أَنَّا يُؤْفَكُونَ Destruction be for those people. وَمَا لَهُمْ خُرُوجُونَ They have no coming out of Jahannam. They're not going to come out of Jahannam. وَمَا هُمْ بِخَارِجِينَ مِنْهَا They're never going to come out of it. أَمَا وَمَا هُمْ بِخَارِجِينَ مِنَ النَّارِ they're never going to come out of the hellfire. They're going to stay in the hellfire forever and ever. خَالِدِينَ فِيهَا 
They're the worst of the people. They're going to stay in Jahannam forever. Ha? And they deserve that. They were told about Allah. They mocked it. They rejected it. They belittled it. Min From Allah Ta'ala's justice is that He has chosen for those people to enter the hellfire and to stay there forever. Wala mawtun. There's no death for them. There's never going to die. Death would be a wishful thinking for them. They will wish for death. Yani imagine the punishment so bad that you just want to die. You don't want to live anymore. If you think people killing themselves, some people killing themselves here in this world because they couldn't suffer, they couldn't take the consequences of the, uh, the dunya, what waits for them, Yawm Al-Qiyam is worse. That's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in the Quran, The disbelievers are going to say, Allah says subhanahu wa ta'ala in an, uh, not that ayah, another ayah. Allah tabarak wa ta'ala, He says, وَالَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا لَهُمْ نَارُ جَهَنَّمَ لَا يُقْضَى عَلَيْهِمْ فَيَمُوتُوا The disbelievers, they have naru jahannama. لَا يُقْضَى عَلَيْهِمْ فَيَمُوتُوا Allah will not bring an end to this for them, that they pass away. وَلَا يُخَفَّفُ عَنْهُمْ مِنْ عَذَابِ رَبِّهَا وَلَا يُخَفَّفُ عَنْهُمْ مِنْ عَذَابِهَا and the punishment of it will never be reduced for them. وَالَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا The disbelievers. These are specific for the disbelievers. وَالَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا لَهُمْ نَارُ جَهَنَّمَ لَا يُقْضَى عَلَيْهِمْ فَيَمُوتُوا وَلَا يُخَفَّفُ عَنْهُمْ مِنْ عَذَابِ رَبِّيَا كَذَلِكَ نَجْزِي كُلَّ كَفُورٍ وَلَا يُخَفَّفُ عَنْهُمْ مِنْ عَذَابِ رَبِّ مِنْ عَذَابِهَا Allah will not reduce for them the punishment of the hellfire. كَذَلِكَ نَجْزِي كُلَّ كَفُورٍ Allah says this is the way we deal with the disbelievers. وَهُمْ يَسْتَرِقُونَ فِيهَا They will be screaming in it. But what are they going to be saying? رَبَّنَا أَخْرِجْنَا Oh Allah, take us out. Take us out. نَعْمَلْ صَالِحًا We will do righteous actions. We're going to do righteous actions. We're going to do good that we've never done. That we've never done. Allah then says, Allah says, did we not give you a life? Did we not give you a umur, a life to live? 60 years you were in this world. What more do you want? You lived for 40 years, lived for 20 years, you lived for 30 years, you lived for 15 years, you reached puberty. You lived a life where you could have taken lessons from it. And now you try and say, I want more, I needed more. Allah says subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says, The warner came to you. Yani, your, chain, your beard changed white. Your hair, you started to see white in your hair. It was a sign that your time is coming to an end. You still didn't listen. Allah then says, Allah says, Taste it. Taste this pain and this suffering and the adab. Taste it. The disbelievers, they do not have anyone helping them that day. They don't. Listen to the verses again now and feel it and contemplate over it. Ya Abdullah, Ya Amat Allah, think over it. Is this what you want to be like or do you want to be like the other party?
قال تعالى الله سيز والذين كفروا لهم نار جهنم لا يقضى عليهم فيموتوا ولا يخفف عنهم من عذابها كذلك نجزي كل كفور وهم يصطرخون فيها ربنا اخرجنا نعمل نعمل غير الذي كنا نعمل أولم نعمركم ما يتذكر فيه من تذكر وجاءكم النذير فذوقوا فما للظالمين من نصير There's no one going to help them that day. فلا فنا لها They don't have فنا لها The author رحمه الله says they are not going to end that day. بل هي باقية أبد الآباد. It's going to remain forever. That adab. It's going to remain forever. خالدين فيها أبدا. After the author, rahimahullah, he spoke about that which has been prepared for Ahlul Sa'ada, the people of Jannah. And that which Allah prepared for Ahlul Shaqawa, the people of the Hellfire. Now he concludes these two lines with an advice. He, he advises and he says, so say, O sincere advisor to his soul that there is no that there is not except these two abodes. There is nothing except Imma Ahlu Saadati wa Imma Ahlu Shaqawa. Those are the only two things that are open for you. There's no other third path. My brothers and sisters, the author is saying to you, you've now heard about Ahlu Saada. You've also heard about Ahlu Shaqawa, the people of the Hellfire. Those are the only two paths. Pick it wisely. فَطُوبَى لِنَفْسٍ Success is for a person. Is who? The one who does what? Um, the one who takes on the characteristics of the righteous people and ends up to being from the people of Jannah. That's what Allah said in the ayah. الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا وَعَمِلُوا الصَّالِحَاتِ طُوبَى لَهُمْ وَحُسْنَ مَآبٍ The ones who believed in Allah came with righteous actions. طُوبَى لَهُمْ وَحُسْنُ مَآبٍ for them is what? For them is Jannah. And what a good place that they're going to be in. Jawazat wa takhaffafat. These people, he said, to either earn good deeds or to be punished for what the soul has done. Those are the two places. These people, they... So glad tidings for the soul that decreases in the indulgence of this world. And he jawazat. It means it lessened uh, in the indulgence of the worldly life and it is saved through sufficiency, nothing against it nor for it. فَتَجَنَّبُوا كَفَافًا لَا عَلَيْهَا وَلَا لَهَا يعني They were saved from the dunya by that which is sufficient. يعني all they cared about is, can I eat? Can I drink? That's it. I, I don't want nothing from it. I don't want to indulge myself in it. And this is... A powerful statement of the Shaykh Rahimahullah. It reminds me of the ayah <coughs> where Allah says in the Quran, وَنَضَعُ الْمَوَازِينَ الْقِسْطَ لِيَوْمِ الْقِيَامَةِ فَلَا تُظْلَمُ نَفْسٌ شَيْئًا وَإِنْ كَانَ مِثْقَالَ حَبَّةٍ مِنْ خَرْدَلٍ أَتَيْنَا بِهَا أَتَيْنَا بِهَا وَكَفَى بِنَا حَاسِبِينَ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he said, وَنَضْعُ الْمَوَازِينَ الْقِسْطَ 
we will bring the scale, the mizan, the yawmul qiyamah. No one's going to be oppressed that day. If what that person did is something very small, it will be brought that day. Allah is enough to judge that day, subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is something that should make us all think and ponder and contemplate. Let's, inshallah ta'ala, go back to ourselves. And the way we have been and the way that we are currently, I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and yuwafiqana ajma'ina lima yuhibbuhu wa yardah. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he gives us the ability in that which he loves and that is pleasing to him. Min sadidil qawli wa salihil amal. That Allah tabarakahu wa ta'ala he makes our speech and our righteous actions good. Inna hu sami'un qareeb. Allah is one that hears and is close. Wa sallallahu wa sallama ala nabiyina Muhammadin wa alihi wa sahabihi. And may Allah send salutation and peace upon our Prophet Nabiullahi Muhammad. I want to say by saying Allahumma ghfir lana dhunubana wa israfana fi amrina wa thabbit aqadamana wa ansurna ala al-qawmi al-kafirin Allahumma ghfir lana hazlana wa jiddana wa khata'ana wa amdana wa kullu dhalika indana ya rabbil alameen Allahumma la taj'ari al-dunya akbar hammina Allahumma la taj'ari al-dunya akbar hammina Allahumma la taj'ari al-dunya akbar hammina wa la mablaga ilmina wa la tusallit alayna bidhunubina man la yakhafuka fina wa la yarhamuna رَبِّ آتِ نُفُوسَنَا تَقْوَاهَا وَزَكِّهَا أَنْتَ خَيْرُ مَنْ زَكَّاهَا أَنْتَ وَلِيُّهَا وَمَوْلَاهَا رَبَّنَا آتِنَا فِي الدُّنْيَا حَسَنَا وَفِي الْآخِرَةِ حَسَنَا وَقِنَا عَذَابَ النَّارِ Anything I might have said that was wrong or incorrect is from me and shaytan and Allah and his messenger are both free from it. I also want to thank every single person who played a role in organizing this Dawra Ilmiyah. And I also ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to bestow his never-ending mercy onto every single person who was watching, who was listening. I also ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to forgive the shortcomings and the errors of the brothers and sisters who were also making dua for me, who had good thoughts of me. I know a lot of the times the person who is uh, scene is the one who just gives the lecture but there are a lot of people who are working behind the scenes to make things happen so they are also inshallah uh, ones that we make dua for there's a lot of people who played a role in writing putting the pdf together you know designing it and organizing the making sure that it started making sure that it was uh, uploaded the voice was working the sound the audio those people inshallah also deserve Deserve your dua, inshallah ta'ala. Also, I do want to say that I was, and, and I never think that I'm worthy of people listening to what I have to offer. I mean, Abdul Da'if, I'm just a small, simple person. Um, so I'm really, really thankful that all of you guys took your time out to trust me in explaining to you your religion, that you trusted me in that. Um, I'm really humbled and I'm thankful, haqiqatan. I'm really thankful. Um, if any way, shape or form, whilst I was teaching, I had offended anyone or I have offended any particular person, um, then that wasn't my aim and objective. My aim was to, inshallah ta'ala, clarify what is right from what is wrong and to make it clear for myself, first of all, and to all of you, 
the path that we should be taking. Also, all of the advices I was giving and all of the benefits that I was sharing with you all, I swear by Allah and Allah is my witness. The first person I was advising and I was talking to is myself. As they say, your mouth is more closer to your ear than anyone else's ear. So my mouth is closer to my ear and I can hear my words um, quicker than any one of you can. So I hope I take on all of these advices myself. I hope I fulfill it. I hope I live by it. And I do not want to be from the day of judgment, the one who conveys, who teaches others, but then loses out himself, doesn't follow what he preaches. I honestly ask Allah Azza wa Jalla that he makes me from the ones who follow it. Um, Jazakumullahu uh, khairan. I'm really thankful. And subhanAllah, we finished um, books that I believe that if we were to travel to another country, if we were to go to the other side of the earth, just to take one of these books, I promise you it would be worth it. Yani the gems, the advices, how to pray the salah in the way that the Prophet Sallallahu prayed, studying the Prophet Sallallahu biography, والسلام, the best man who ever walked on this earth, taking these lines of poetry regarding Yawmul Qiyam and Akhirah and our position in this world and how we should look at this dunya. Yani these books were gold. And if we really take them on board, brothers and sisters, we can go far, inshaAllah ta'ala. Um, I honestly, sincerely advise you all to hold on to your religion. Don't compromise. If you want to be placed in Jannah, you want to be in a high place in Jannah, you want Allah wa ta'ala to forgive you, then make sure you make Allah your priority in this world. Don't expect to be treated uh, well the day of judgment when you haven't stuck by the religion of Allah. The Prophet ﷺ, before he died, he said to his companions, Taraktu fikum shay'ain. I have left two things with you. Ma in bihima. When you hold on to these two, when you stick on, you grab these two, lan tadillu ba'di. You'll never be misguided. If you, hold on to, if you hold on to these two things, if you hold on to it, you're never going to be misguided. Kitab Allah wa sunnati. My, the kitab of Allah Azza wa Jalla and my sunnah. If you hold on to the kitab, and if you hold on to the sunnah, wallahi, you're never going to be misguided. These two. The Prophet ﷺ also told us in a hadith, 16 companions narrated from him. 16 companions narrated from the Prophet ﷺ. We have each and every one of those companions' narrations in the Dawawinu Sunnah. That the Prophet ﷺ, he said, My ummah is going to be divided. My ummah is going to be divided into 73 groups, 73 sects. The Prophet said, All of them are going to be in the hellfire. Illa wahida except one. All of those groups are going to be in the hellfire except one. 72 is going to be in the hellfire. And only one group is going to make it to Jannah. We've already taken today how Jannah is. The Prophet told us Muslims, Muslim, these are not non-Muslims by the way, these 73 are Muslims. 73 groups. One group is going to go to Jannah. And the other 72 groups are going to go into the hellfire. The Sahabas, they asked the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and they said, O oh, Messenger of Allah, many here, Ya Rasulullah, who are this group? And if this, oh, the overwhelming majority of people are going to go to the hellfire. And it's 72 groups. And one group is going to go to Jannah. The Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he said to them, Man kana, anyone who is upon, ma ana alihi wa ashabi, that which me and my companions are upon. 
So what we took before is that the Prophet said, anyone who holds on to the Quran and the Sunnah will never be misguided. And in this hadith, he added a third thing, which is every other group is going to be in the hellfire except the ones that hold on to what? Or live by what? That which the Prophet and his companions were upon. So we've now got the companions as a third point. Those three are what you need to hold on to. The Quran, the Sunnah, and that which the Sahabas were on ibtida'an. Another hadith explains to us three more other ones that we have to hold on to, which is the hadith that the Prophet has said, Khayrun nasi qarni, the best of my people is my generation. يلونهم, and the generation after that, and the generation after that, which is the tabi'in and the tabi'u tabi'in. Now we have how many in total? We have Allah's book, we have the sunnah of the Prophet we have the sahabas, and we have the tabi'in and the tabi'u tabi'in. Five. Those five that we've just now taken from the hadith of the Prophet, nowhere else, that's what's going to save us, wallah. Wallahi, that's what's going to save us. And that is what's going to make us be from those people who end up in Jannah. Yani when the Prophet ﷺ said that the Ummah are going to be divided into 73 and there's only one that's going to be saved, he didn't say names. He didn't say so-and-so, so-and-so. He gave a description. That is more broader and better than a name. The reason is because anyone can become this as long as the description is present in him. As long as he fulfills the criteria that is set. As long as he fulfills that set criteria, he can be from that one group that's going to go to Jannah. Whatever you say in the religion, whatever you do in the religion, whatever you believe in the religion, I just mentioned three, whatever you say, whatever you do, and whatever you believe, all of them, those five. The Quran, the Sunnah, so the Quran and the Sunnah, the Sahabas, the Tabi'in and the Tabi'u Tabi'in. Those five, must have preceded you in this. If they haven't, الخير في اتباع من سلف والشر في ابتداع من خلف. The khair is following that people and being on what they were upon and the evil is what these newly modern people are coming up with. That's evil innovation. Stay away from it. Run away from it. Protect your religion. Brothers and sisters, your religion is more valuable to you than your health. Your health. You go to the doctor to check up your teeth, you go to the doctor to check up on your body, see if you've got any illnesses. Your religion is more valuable to you. Protect it from three things. Protect from your religion three things. Shirk. Protect it from shirk. So you do not become from the people Allah said, Allah does not forgive the ones who do shirk. Only worship Allah. Alhamdulillah, Islam is not like Christianity where you have to go to the priest or the Pope or whatever and a confession box where you have to tell your sins and then he speaks to God for you. That's not Islam. Islam, Allahumma barik, we have a relationship with Allah directly. We talk to him directly. Don't associate partners with Allah wa ta'ala. The second thing you need to protect from your religion is what? Bid'ah, innovation. Protect your religion from innovation. Don't let your religion be tainted with innovation that the innovators want to come with. Protect it from it. Stay away from it. Protect your deen. This matter is a religion. Look at who you take it from. Don't let anyone whisper to you innovation into your ear and say it's a good innovation. No. Every innovation in this religion is bad and evil. 
The third thing that you need to protect from your religion is sins. You need to protect from your religion sins, ma'asi. And the sins that you need to protect from your religion are two types. The sins that are major. Protect, your, your, protect yourself from major sins. Do not fall into major sins. Second one is, don't be consistent and continuous on minor sins. Other than that, we're a human. It's going to happen from us that we do sins here or there. We always ask Allah to forgive us and we repent. But don't be consistent upon the minor sin and do not fall into the major sin that will taint your religion. You need to protect your religion from those three cancers, those three illnesses, those three uh, COVID-19s that you need to protect from your religion. Okay? I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the way He has allowed us to come together today in this world, in uh, this night, I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that He allows us and He honors us and He bestows His generosity and kindness and His grace on us that we all gather in front of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and we drink from his hand sharbatan hani'atan la nadma'u ba'daha abada that we drink from his hand salawatullahi wa salamun alayhi and we stay with him in his fountain and we end up being next to him in Jannah Oh Allah, you're the one who can do that for us and allow that to happen for us Ya Rabbal Alameen Insha'Allah Ta'ala the Dora Ilmiya is over, we finished and Insha'Allah Ta'ala the next Dora that we're going to be having Insha'Allah Ta'ala is going to be in December I'm going to have another one, inshallah ta'ala, at our winter time. If, inshallah ta'ala, the masajids open up, we'll have it over there in the masjids. And if it doesn't open up, then we'll have it online. Wherever we are, we will spread knowledge. We'll spread the religion. Whether it be social media, like the way we're doing now, online, YouTube. Or we will do it in the masajids, if it opens again. I again ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to reward Kalima, uh, the organizers, the executive committee, the uh, chairman of Kalima for pr- putting this together and uh, allowing for the people to benefit from and allowing me to get the reward in spreading the religion of Allah Azza wa Jalla. Um, again, brothers and sisters, ask Allah's forgiveness for me that He bestows His mercy onto me for my private and public mistakes. Jazakumullahu khairan for listening. I will take some of your questions. بارك الله فيكم وجزاكم الله خيرا